RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. The Trek Files, Season 3, Episode 2, Letter to Gene Roddenberry from Bijo Trimble, July 1968. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Oh, welcome back, Star Trek fans, all you background fans, you Star Trek historians, <laughs> canonises, and of course, all of our Trekophiles spelled with an F. Listen, uh, you thought we'd heard the last from them, but I have two special guests back with us today to look at this slightly, maybe less examined corner of Star Trek history, still back in the um, late 60s. The original series is still on the air, and maybe more of a bittersweet turn for them, and um, anyway, our pleasure to bring it to light today. It's a piece of history. The good and bad, warts and all, as they say. Uh, Look, go find the documents right now at our Facebook page, The Trek Files, and um, I'll be right back with them and some really interesting discussion. Take a listen first. Regretfully, I cannot comply with your request for the bumper stickers. I propose that our friendship can best be maintained by simply avoiding all discussions of Lincoln, who promised what to who, and who did what to who, etc. Let's assume that honest people had honest misunderstandings on both sides, and to prevent further misunderstandings, we avoid the whole area of sales material. Well, welcome back, Trekophiles. And yes, that's an intriguing... uh paragraph of a letter uh, between our guests today, John and B. Joe Trimble, the legendary Star Trek icons, John and B. Joe Trimble, and Gene Roddenberry himself as part of uh, two sides of a coin we're presenting this week. Check out all the documents again because we have a private exchange here uh, in contrast to the public newsletter that ended the infamously famous, wonderful, historic, precedent-setting Star Trek revival mail campaign that we all know about that brought back Star Trek for a third season, a life in syndication, and really everything that we know today that has flowed since. And John and B. Joe's Where No Fan Has Gone Before newsletters, final edition, that that, uh, was the life of the mail order campaign. Um, It's an interesting back-to-back mix, and we've got John and B. Joe back here today to talk about it all. Thank you guys for coming back one more time. Hey, welcome. You're very welcome. Good to see you both. So... Um, with all the wonderfulness that Star Trek has been for fans, for you being involved and not being involved, kind of a bittersweet bit, everything that's flowed since, the concordance, folks, you need to get your copy of the concordance if you have not ever had one. It's had later editions. Or go back and find find an original Ballantine or find a fan edition if you can find it. They're all cool. Uh, everything that John and Beach did, and other areas too. You're in uh, fabric and dye, and the Society of Creative Acronism, all still very active. But this little corner of time was just fascinating to read it through these documents. What do you What are you getting as people? We give time people as we give our listeners time to sort through this. What What's conjuring up for you all at this moment? Well, some very sad memories for us on this. Um, we. Um, uh, actually felt that uh, uh, Lincoln Enterprises 
uh, would actually would you know we would have a job for years, right? And, because you uh, built it. Yeah, and and we we've thoroughly enjoyed it. We had a lot of other future plans for it, and um, uh, you know it, it seemed like a way that was we could make a living doing something that we liked very much. But Gene uh, had other ideas, you know. So, so they, he had his lawyer. <laughs> Wait a minute. Would we be happen to be talking about the late, great, <laughs> not so lamented Leonard Maislish? Yes. That's the one we're talking about. Okay. Gene's favorite hatchet man. It's very telling that Leonard, Leonard Maislish had me into his office and not her. Mm-hmm. To tell, tell us that we were out. Now, just to, not to recap, you'd come down, you'd done the mail order campaign, yeah. and that grew into yeah. uh, what became Star Trek Enterprises, which we right. should talk about that too, that change, became Lincoln Enterprises, yeah. the root of what today is the commercial side of Roddenberry.com, that people yeah. order their scripts and phasers right. and, and what have you from, props and, and everything. That the roots of that were again what you could mail flat, right? Right. Back well, in the day. yeah, we didn't have enough money to be able to afford boxes uh, or the storage for it either, and uh, have three uh, D stuff. So it was all flat items. Right. And and while I'm thinking about it, you didn't sell triples. No. no. David Gerald had the rights to that. And uh, at that particular time... Um, kind of beat everybody to the punch on that. Got in, yeah, got his license, yeah. right? <laughs> neither, it, it, that, neither Desilu nor Paramount thought very much of Star Trek. And so when uh, Gene wanted uh, something, be able to sell some things, they said, yeah, yeah, you know, and they, they really... <laughs> Whatever. Didn't, yeah, they really didn't care. It was only later they sort of went, whoa, whoa. Uh, <laughs> and um, I, uh, so basically... Uh, that was what was going on there. Yeah, we had run mail order businesses before, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, on a small scale. Uh, so we were equipped to uh, to put Lincoln Enterprises. Well, it was originally Star Trek Enterprises, and then somewhere along the line, uh, Gene got the idea that Lincoln would be a better name. I think largely because <laughs> Honest Abe Lincoln, you know. Oh really? Okay. Well, uh, that Star Trek might be problematical just yeah, with the studio that, that, for yeah, starters. The studio might want a piece of the action if it was Star Trek Enterprises, but if it was Lincoln Enterprises, they never like to stand on. And really, the Honest Abe was. Uh, yeah, you think Gene? Part of, I'm sure that's part of what was in Gene's thought process. I have no proof of that, but knowing Gene, yeah. okay. <laughs> So you set it up with the name Lincoln, and then now in the public, in your in your newsletter, which ostensibly, again, this was the news. Where no fan had gone before was what you were putting out news about the mail. The mail campaign had gotten the Save Star Trek was so big, you were doing updates yeah. right. by newsletter right. on, a, on, a, on a mimeograph stencil here. Yes. And um, which we should talk about, too, because you've got an update on the mail campaign, but uh, – also talking here, there's a bit about news about your change in status. So Leonard mm-hmm. called you in the office and basically said, how did he put it? That you're out or did he have some nice way? No, of he had some sort of nice way. We found other people to run Lincoln Enterprises and therefore we don't need your services anymore. Okay. And had you done anything that you... that? that we had not that we know of. They it. found the missing yeah. five million on you that yeah, you had... Really. <laughs> I think what it was was there were people who had ideas about what they wanted to see it do, 
and they were different than our ideas. And but frankly, this was never less discussed. Than our ideas. Mm-hmm. Okay. We uh, we got the can tied to us. Okay. With that, but you kept this conversation going, and it, this is also tied into the newsletter. There's a change in the newsletter here and backing up. But you're talking about doing a not continuing this newsletter in favor of the Inside Star Trek right. that became. And again, this is a time when no one, there are no magazines. There's nothing professional out there. There's no license yeah. to anything. Whatever there is is coming from yeah. from from the office, from the, from the Star Trek office. And, uh, and what comes out through interviews or whatever, convention appearances. So, But you're talking about going and doing a celebratory fanzine. Did that happen? I guess celebrating the renewal, mm, right? Yeah. Uh, no. And success of the campaign? Actually, it did not. Uh, uh, that was partly going to be inside Star Trek and partly a let's celebrate the whole thing. We kind of got stopped in mid-plans there. We got right. the plug pulled on us. So that's what actually that's what yielded this July uh, 15th letter. So you're trying to feel out your way. You wrote to Gene, and you're trying to feel out what, what the ball game is now, right? What are yeah, the limits? We're trying, the and, and also, also trying to close out some things. You know, I mean, we're we're gone, we're done, and so we were trying. We, you know, uh, there were things that were were happening that we needed to stop doing, <laughs> and um, and you know, so that was a, a problem. And I was trying to get an answer from Gene about this. Right, and and the letter that we've seen here is you're trying to wrap up this thing about the bumper stickers that you had orders for, which we're sitting here talking about this in 2018. It seems so small, but it was a big issue you had to close. I mean, you had to deal to deal with, but at the same time, talking about your plans on newsletter and publishing and what what does he think and your and your your smart people, your fan, but you're trying to go on the project, so it's a combination of. Having a lot of affection for the show and all that you've got to experience, and being feeling a little burned, but trying not to burn bridges, trying to find the way forward. Right. 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 So tell me what's going on. So, uh, yeah, and then he he writes you back, and you're even here praising uh, some of the fo- uh, this uh, gentleman who's lost to history now, I guess, but uh, at conventions and things. So there's a whole wide world out there that you came from that you've you've still got going. Right. So what did you, so Gene's reply here? Did, did it surprise you or yes? What did you? In what way? Well, we well, were hurt. And we were very hurt. But the 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 thing is that the letter is um, uh, doesn't give us an answer. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it's like telling that the address instead of John and B. Joe Trimble is addressed to Mrs. John Trimble. Whole different change of attitude. It was, it was like uh, uh, and that was more serious than Harlan, who used to say, "Well, when he was annoyed with us, you know, while we know and love Mister Mister and Mrs. Trimble, but <laughs> the this was more serious, and we took it uh, as, as seriously as it was meant. Um, we didn't get re- resolution. Uh, this is really uh, weasel wording. It's not. It's not." giving us anything that we can work with you know if you don't mention what i don't want mentioned then you know da, 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 da. it's, it's typical like, hollywood producer let's let's fob them off it's bug letter <clears throat> and at that point i mean we had two children to raise one of them mentally handicapped um and we were left high and dry but there was nothing we could do about that and uh, so it was, you know, just pack our tent and go away. And that's what we did. Yeah, he did He did open here with the thing, of course you can go off and have a newsletter or 
fanzine or whatever, no. right? You don't. He's yeah. kind of giving a open. That was the easy question. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yes. Which you did, and you were working. Mm-hmm. Now in this, this is July. I mean, it must have been amazing to have the whipsaw of emotion of having the mail campaign oh. be a high, such yes. a high in March, say, when it was announced publicly, and then to have this. That yeah. you're just. It was a very very. Whipsaw. You're right. Good, good phrase. Whipsaw <laughs> of emotions. Uh, uh, it still rankles today to some extent, not nearly as much as it did. Right. When, when well, I mean, you know, we have to think about the fact that had we been able to continue by this time, you know, I mean, what kind of job would we have? What, what kind of security would we have? We're now octogenarians. That always sounds like a senior citizen with eight arms, doesn't it? And um, but um, you know, and we uh, uh, we're still very active. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to start knitting now. I'm very glad. Yeah. <laughs> Although you certainly got the fabric and the dyes. Well, I've got fabric and dyes, but not uh, you know. Uh, but uh, but. Um, well, you you learned how to pick up from this. We, we were talking. I mean, part of that whipsaw of emotion is knowing that you still enjoyed the show and loved the show, very although. Much. We are heading into what might be called the troubled third season waters here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which you get into, it's almost like the front page of your forward-facing newsletter, which I have to say, the contrast, again, between the private correspondence here, and you had to report the news because you had a very public face in fandom, yeah. especially after the mail campaign, the Save Star Trek campaign, and how you're announcing these changes was very diplomatically stated and worded here, which I guess is yes. that was the well, that was the point. Get the news out and also involve your your personal news. But I thought it was interesting how you very straight up said, "Well, maybe we celebrated too soon." Back back on the fandom and Star Trek front, you're talking about maybe we celebrate too soon. They're only ordering 16 episodes and they're not giving us Monday night. And and yeah, um, well, you know, I mean, they had to get even somehow. <laughs> they, I mean, let's face they it. being NBC. The, NBC. Yeah. I mean, you know, and they put us at the death spot, ten o'clock on Saturday or Friday mm-hmm. night, when the demographic audience for Star Trek is out on the town, not watching television. Yeah, right. So you know, we just it, and, and we had people coming at us who were very pleased that we had quote unquote fallen from grace. Uh, and if, if we hadn't had absolutely wonderful fans who supported us, not against Gene, but just supported us, uh, it would have been very, very difficult to deal with. But, you know, that's the, one of the things about Star Trek fandom. We've met them from all over the world. A lot of them have slept on our couch. And um, uh, we just, we've, um, they're amazing people. Well, the other thing that's amazing, I mean, there's so many, it is a newsletter here, this last issue, and you're going to come up with more to come and be involved with different aspects of Star Trek fandom and fandom across the board. But it's still a newsletter. It's a wonderful snapshot of fandom in 1968 and what's going on and your involvement with art shows and costuming and the the note that I, and, and the kind of letters, which, I, you know, you're talking about when you're handling fan mail. Yeah. The people that don't put a return address on and then write six months later screaming that you didn't return. <laughs> oh, we were awful people. They went, still oh, didn't put my their address. God, yeah. 
Which you think about fandom for the most part being wonderful people, but they're as in any group. Yeah. There are always those. Well, and even some or of the wonderful little... people are not too bright, but they're, you know, I mean, come on. Well, there's a little boy who wrote in and asked to send him a working phaser. By the way, if his older brother wrote in and asked for one, don't send it to him. <laughs> That was, that was yeah, a, a yeah. real, a real yeah. letter, and you know, or the lady who wrote in. Are we online? <laughs> she wrote in and she said, first persons, I'm a happily married woman." Okay, who asked? So, um, the yeah, always suspect people when they donate that amount of. So, she went on and on and on. Anyway, it took her four pages. Of explaining, you know, that Spock had copper blood and so on and so forth, and all our extremities are red. And I said, so she spent all these... I would handed it to John, and he said, all this time, all she wanted to know was if Spock had green... <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. That's all she was after. And I'm thinking, oh, God... So what a wind-up. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, really, you know. What a stem winder. Well, I, 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 again, the snapshot of your newsletter is amazing for a couple of things. One, you announced the Concordance, which was the fan edition initially. Now, did you were really, your close relationship with the sets when Gene was away, things got icy with Gene, but what happened the third season with when Fred Freiberger well, we and Gene were, had famously stepped away. Right. Quote uh, uh, until Fred Freiberger caught on that we were getting on the set, uh, we knew so many people then, you know, mm-hmm. and including, by the way, the so many security people. And we could walk on and say, hi, Carol, and they wouldn't even check it's us. It's just us. Yeah. Right. And so, and they, I think they saw us as, you know, harmless. And, and we were. But, I mean, and so... Then uh, around uh, halfway through the season, he put a stop to that. But even so, sometimes they'd say, you know, there's something good going on today. Come on in. Right. And Gene had been giving us copies of the final versions of the script. Final drafts, right. Yeah. Um, And um, so we're trying, she's trying to do the third season uh, for the Star Trek Concordance. And as part of the thing with Freiberger, he quit giving us scripts. And I went and had, you know, tried talking to him, and he said, nope. And I said, that's, you know, so, you're not uh, an authorized person. You don't need to have have them. Hmm. We found other ways to get them. <laughs> <laughs> you did know a few people there. Yeah. yeah. But, I, but, you know, this is second season going into third. Again, talking about relationship with Gene at the time, a little strained there. But you didn't go away. You were in fandom. Yeah. And, all, you know, the concordance is there, all that works in and out of Star Trek fandom and other fandoms. But this newsletter, sets, you're trying to tell the world outwardly, publicly, what's going on, even your changing status here, um, looking yeah. at the future and talking about going back to school and, and education plans and all that. But um, things did come back around with with Jim. I mean, yeah. he, things for him and everyone else involved with well, Star Trek have then, had their ups and downs. And then, uh, uh, tragically, I mean, Gene and we got, we more or less got things back to, if not the friendship we thought we had before, certainly we were being much nicer to each other. He got ill, and then when we heard he died, we had no money to come out here even for the funeral, which made us very sad. Well, bef- before the, before Gene's health went down, yeah, 
there had been kind of a what's the word rapprochement? Yeah, rapprochement. Yeah, she, she was invited. We were both we were both invited to be on the uh, uh, in the movie motion picture. Mm-hmm. Oh I yes, couldn't make it because I was working. That's typical in the red deck scene, case. right? Yeah, yeah. But um, she was on the set. You can actually see her. Way over on I am one not, corner I am not of the, the little lady in the front row. The, there's a woman that everyone mistakes you for. That's yes. Mrs. Robert Wise. Yeah. If you look at the frame of the picture uh, and divide it, divide the whole picture in two. On the right hand side, mm-hmm. about halfway back, is a very tall black gentleman in a white uniform. Right behind him. If you look, there's a very short, <laughs> curly-haired lady in a white uniform, and you'll only see about a, a, a two-thirds of her, and that's me. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the lady in in the, in the little tan uniform in very front was, is Mrs. Robert Wise. Okay. And it's on the right-hand side of the picture as you're looking at it, not on stage right. Correct. Viewer's right. Yeah. Yeah, viewers, so, right? Yeah. Well, so yeah, but you know why warmed up then, and but yeah. even and then by next generation time, you yeah, pretty much so. It's it's just another it's just another case of how things things do go around, and there are yeah, we all have yeah. bumps, and certainly everybody in Star Trek is in everybody we know in life yeah. comes around and goes around. So, um, but it's interesting that um, your relationship with Star Trek has always been there, and there's as as the franchise quote unquote has grown, and all the other series and all the other actors and crews and people in the affiliated areas have all come and gone. Um, yeah. I, there are so many folks involved with Star Trek, but... Uh, I, you, well, and we tried to make sure that... There's we only one, one guy yeah. and one couple <laughs> who saved the show in the second season and, and bulwarked oh, that and, and put down the roots for what became Star Trek merchandising and what's, and what's the smart way to go at it. And... And yeah. laid down these roles about activism and, and yes, you know, experience the ups and downs of life in well, Hollywood. Yeah. And we did try to make sure we didn't close any doors. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Uh, burn bridges. Burn, yeah, it, it would have been very easy to, to have thrown a hissy fit and, you know, and not profitable. As a way of speaking, I'm glad we're here today to talk about it. So I'm glad we're all still here. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. To talk about nice. it and actually bring some life to some, you know, real world, um, you know, our, our, our files this week, some real world uh, factoids. But they're all, they're all part of a tapestry. And, um, they are. It's been a real, it's been a real glorious tapestry for Star Trek. But so thank you guys so much again for coming in and talking about something wasn't, maybe not the most pleasant, but in hindsight, it's... Yeah. It's all part of the puzzle. Yeah. It is part of life. <laughs> John and Bijo, thank you so much. Well, thank you for having we will us. Get, you know, there's still plenty in the files to talk about <laughs> in these, these days and beyond. So we'll, we'll get back to that hopefully well, you down have, the road. You have inspired us to go home and pull out the cardboard box full of Star Trek photos. Oh, okay. And, uh, and see what else we have in there because in my... You know, inimitable filing system. There's probably all the stuff, other paperwork thrown in there too. <laughs> well, I hope so. A for all of our sakes, and B if I've had a small role in sparking that, then I will take that proudly. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. Thank you. 
The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. Additional production by Ken Ray. All documents are available at facebook.com slash thetrekfiles. For more great podcasts, check out podcast.roddenberry.com. And for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47. That's me at larrynimacek.com. podcast.roddenberry.com, the Roddenberry Podcast Network.